We're back for a new episode. Lauren, how are you doing over there? I'm drinking wine. How are you? <laughs> also drinking wine. This is the first glass of wine I've had in like oh, an entire seven days, which sounds like I am an actual wino, but it's because I am. So um, yeah, it's it's actually delightful and I'm very content this evening. I feel honored that you're sharing your first glass of wine in a week with me. Who better, Lauren? Who better? <laughs> I'll be honest. I have been drinking since like 6.30 this evening. So <clears throat> we love the honesty. We love yeah, it. I, we love it. It's, it was, you know, honestly, this is, this is really what it came down to. It turned out to be a gorgeous day here. So I left work. My sunroof was open, like the sun was just beaming. It was like a perfect 70 degree day, but it was like my mood just instantly changed. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a glass or four of wine tonight. Yeah. So I've got a really uh, nice Chardonnay here that I'm drinking because they were out of Pinot Grigio. What are you drinking? I am drinking a rosé and it's um, not my usual brand, Gasp. Um, I, I chatted about it on our Instagram stories, but the brand Simpler Wines over at Trader Joe's, it comes in a can and I'm drinking the rosé and it is delightful. It is so good. I I love a rosé, but I feel like a rosé I can only do like on a patio during the day in like the summertime. Oh, I do it 24, seven, three, six, five. But the wine in the can part is what shakes me to my core. Because every wine in the can that I've drunk, yes, that's proper. <laughs> I always get confused and then I sound real dumb. Um, every canned wine that I've had thus far, up until now, has been uh, gross <laughs> and tasted like super tinny. Um, but this does not. Though I am pouring it into a glass, I did not keep it in the can because I'm home. So why would I? But right, A plus. If you're at Trader Joe's, simpler wines. There's like four flavors. Um, I've had the peach. I'm having the rosé. There was a mango that I'm kind of scared to try. Um, and then a white. That's what I'm drinking, and I am a happy little camper right now. Woo! Woo! <laughs> No, seriously, like we spent like all day outside today. He will, he would be outside all day if I let him in whatever weather. Doesn't matter if it's like 30 degrees or 75. He's like, get me outside people. So we spent all day outside at the park. And then we were on our front stoop watching um, some dump trucks and people working on the road in front of the house. So that was... (sighs) What a perfect day for it. I'm, I'm honestly so jealous. It was, uh, it was great. I think all of my mood issues have been fixed by today. Honestly, you know what though? Like, it's like, is it, is it serotonin? Like the boost that you get? Yes. There's an oxytocin. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Some sort of, it's some sort of, is it a hormone or like a, a chemical? it's a chemical in your brain. I don't okay. think it's, a, it's a necessarily a hormone. I'd have to look that up. 
no, it was like I like felt the shift happen, like in my car on my way home from work, like just being yeah. in the sun for the two seconds that I was, well, I mean, 10 minutes, whatever, that I was in my car. Uh, it completely turned my entire day around. So I can just imagine what it would feel like to be outside all day long. I'm oh my so gosh. jealous. It was so great. Dude, though, like seasonal affective disorder is a thing. And I always forget about it until we go from 40s and 50s to like 75. And I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to be human again. Aha. <laughs> I think I have a problem. <laughs> a happy it's fine. human. Everything, yeah, hap- like a, a well-balanced, happy, not moody human. You guys, Megan had to talk me down from a cliff this week. <laughs> And it was it's not true. okay. Yeah, it's true. Uh, my period is imminent. And I really, like, I don't know. I don't know about you. My period has changed drastically after having Cole. Like, I, I've, I've always been super regular. That has not changed for the most part. But, like, I've always had, like, some PMS. And now it's, like, tenfold. I get PMS, like, 10 days before my period and it's terrible and I'm like am I pregnant not pregnant definitely not what's wrong with me do I need like an SSRI no I guess I don't because I feel fine now it's wild absolutely wild I hate it that that is crazy because I too like before having Finley was like regular to like the minute like I could find this shit but mood wise, I never like I had cr- like really bad physical symptoms. Like my cramping was always really bad. But like mood wise, and and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like my girlfriends will tell me that I'm fucking lying through my teeth right now. But mood wise, I don't feel like I've ever been like rageful. Sure, right? like a- emotional. Like the day before I yeah. actually like get my period, that I feel like is normal. Um, but even after, like after having Finley now, and this may be controversial, this is not obviously based on any type of science. This is just where I notice the difference. Yeah. We are obviously not doctors, but I was fully vaxxed for COVID in May of last year. And since September of last year, my period has changed. Ooh. And it is in, I I am on birth control, but I've been on birth control over a year now. It's been over a year and a half now. It'll actually be two in September. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's like the, that weird, like, uh, like acclimation period after taking birth control, especially after having a baby. But I didn't have any issues before getting my second dose. And I don't know, like, it's, it's the strangest thing. It's like a normal period and then the next month the first three days I'm like hemorrhaging right and then the the third month it'll be back to normal and then it it's like every yeah. other month it's just awful and then I feel like like I'm losing way more blood than I'm supposed to be losing and I can like physically feel the the like the effects of it like yeah. I'm dizzy and it's just it's awful but that Oof. is really the only thing that I can think of and it's not as regular as it used to be no, I'm like, I can be five days late 
and have like five negative pregnancy tests and I'm like where the fuck is my period oh and then yeah that comes, would fucking that would send me over a cliff. it'll come but I now like it fluctuates instead of like one or two days it'll fluctuate anywhere between like one and five days late which is normal yeah. it's within it's it's within the normal range but it's just like what yeah no I that would literally I will take the every other month like hemorrhaging over a five-day late period every single month I mean it's fine because I know that I'm not pregnant and we're not trying at this point but like you're not on birth control either though Lauren so I I feel like that that first statement like you you said it so matter of fact and there is literally no way for it to be matter of fact I mean do we pull out and pray absolutely we do I like living on the edge, apparently. You are a fucking wild rebel because I had, I got a text message from my pharmacy today that said, hey, your doctor hasn't, like, we haven't gotten your birth control prescription refilled. And I, like, go every three months. Like, I, they give me three months at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my I'm due to start a new pack on Saturday. And I'm, like, instantly sweating at my desk. I'm, like, where is this? So I had to call my doctor's office. Apparently, my annual exam should have happened in February. (laughs) So they were like, "Mm, you need to get in so we could, you know, refill this. So I hate when they do that. They did give me like a courtesy month, though, just so I can like not have. Yeah. So that's, you know, crisis averted on that front. But I like instantly was sweating. I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm going to have to move out of my house until I can get my birth control. (laughs) Are condoms not an option for you, Megan? You know, as my just... as my OB told me, they're like ninety nine percent effective. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right, this is fine. Yeah. To be on, uh, to be, if we're being very honest, the smell mm-hmm. of latex like makes me nauseous, and it always oh. has. So yeah. nobody if, likes if, them. Yeah. If, if 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 it came down to a condom and another kid, I'm I'll fucking mm-hmm. wear a, yeah condom all day because I'm never doing this shit again. Going back to the rage thing with. PMS now I used to be like pre-kids pre everything I would get like irritated you know I would get like pretty pissy but like not it is like pissy times 10 now it's awful it's like I'm yelling at everybody it doesn't matter what's going on and my brain like in the back of my head like I'm I'm telling myself like what is wrong with you like you are reacting totally like ridiculously right now um and I just can't stop it it is the weirdest disconnect I've ever experienced and it's only right now anyway it's only when I'm on my period I wonder if it has something to do with your postpartum anxiety I'll bet you 100% it does. <laughs> um, I also kind of wondered if it had something to do with the whole, like, carbon monoxide almost dying situation. But um, that's, like, pretty much cleared up. So the fact that it's, like, still – and it's isolated to, like, one or two days out of my cycle. It is not, like, a constant thing. Mm, that's um, hormonal for sure. Right? It's, like, the weird I, – I need to go talk to my OB. <laughs> Moral of the story. Go talk to your doctor. But yep, yeah, my appointment's made for Wednesday, so that'll be nice. a great to way to mine. start to start my day. You know what? Honestly, like I truly don't mind it. Like I love my doctor. Right. But here's the here's the here's my my actual problem is 
no matter what, like no matter the climate in like outside, like in the world or in like the office, I always work myself up to the point where my ass starts sweating and I'm like sticking to the paper on the table. So, and now I'm like, fuck, am I going to have like the paper stuck to my ass now? Like little paper pieces? Am I like when, cause you know, they inevitably give you the, um, okay, like scoot down. So now I'm like taking the entire roll of paper with me because it's quite literally sticking to my ass. So this is what literally keeps me up at night. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about this until, (laughs) until this appointment is over. I can't breathe. Oh man. It's true though. Like the, the, the whole like, oh, scoot down a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm five foot nothing. I have to scoot down all the way. It is yeah, not you're fun. like <laughs> oh that <laughs> I'm like just getting a visual right now, which is not weird at all, by the way. It's fine. Um and it just looks like it's, it's weird. Like yeah, it's your little leg. They're they, they do tend to flail because those stirrups are so far away. Oh my god. It's the worst. And my doctor is always like, I'm so sorry, scoot down more. And I'm like, Amanda, I can't. <laughs> This is as far as I can go without falling off this damn table. Like, oh my goodness. Man. Oh, I love being a female. Oh, it's so fun. You know it's what? Definitely it, got, it has its perks, but I mean, there are definitely there's more but cons the od- than pros. I feel like. <laughs> the audacity of men to be able to just like put their keys and their phone in their pockets, walk out the door, go to their doctor, like maybe once a year, maybe not if they don't feel like it. Um, wash their face in only water or nothing at all because they can. And we're over here with like a 10 step skincare routine. We have to go to our gynecologist once a year, if not more, depending on, you know, if we're pregnant or not. Um, what else we have? We don't, our pockets aren't long enough or deep enough. Like it's hard being now a girl. I'm, now I'm rageful. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm Trigger warning. like spinning right now. <laughs> Like these motherfuckers. How dare they? How dare, How dare they? <laughs> oh my god. Stupid pockets. <laughs> well, what? That was moving fun. on all right see you <laughs> guys fun. next week no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's, that's it that's the pod it is c-section awareness month which i texted megan at the at like april 2nd or something like that and was like hey it's c-section awareness month and she was like awesome and uh that was it until like yesterday <laughs> when i was like oh my god it's c-section awareness month and she was like oh yeah <laughs> okay let's be honest though did uh, this is, I mean, spoiler alert, Lauren and I both had C-sections, mm-hmm. but did you know much about them, bef- like, prior, like, before delivery, but, like, before you even got pregnant, did you know much about C-sections? Not, like, the mechanics of it, necessarily, but, like, my mom had two C-sections, and then my aunt had two C-sections. It was never, like, a weird thing to me. I, I just, <laughs> I just knew it was, like, crazy surgery, <laughs> And then a baby popped out, though. I, I wasn't, like, aware of, like, this is how many layers they have to cut through. This is, like, how you're – This is, these are the different types of scars you could have. Like, 
it wasn't unfamiliar. And honestly, it was the option I was the most excited about when I was trying to plan out Cole's birth. <laughs> did, did you have people around you that were like, I had a C-section and it was great? Mm, no. Oh. Um, I definitely had, I mean, at the point that I had Finley, I had only had my sister-in-law who at that point had my niece and my nephew and then my girlfriend Amanda who had um her two boys by the time I had Finley so both completely different um deliveries both different circumstances like it was much different but my sister-in-law ended up having um two c-sections my niece was an emergency and then my nephew was scheduled and that is just seeing the difference between those two from like her hearing her experience with having an emergency C-section versus having something that was scheduled was like jarring. And I'm sure she would agree. Like just hearing the experience and, and, you know, just and seeing it firsthand to be, you know, quite honest, we're very close. Um, the like the effects that it had on her from the emergency c-section versus the the scheduled was mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy it's interesting it's really interesting because mine was technically unplanned not emergency just unplanned it, it was a little frantic like going into like ramping up to me being rolled into the or there was a little bit of like a flurry of activity and i was like should i be nervous <laughs> Well, wait, I'm yeah. confused. I So it wasn't scheduled, but it was not so, planned either, so I'm confused. Surprise. No. Um, so Cole was breech. Um, we found that out at my 37-week, no, 36-week appointment. He was not moving at all. We tried. He was due the 31st. I scheduled it for the 27th. I did not want a Christmas baby, so I was like, okay, we're not doing it on the 24th, which is my other option. I was like, absolutely not. And I'm not doing it the day after. I'm doing it two days after. So at least we have like a buffer. Um, and I went into labor the evening of December 17th at 38 weeks. And I went in for my 38-week appointment the next day. And at that point, I was still contracting. And I think they were like every seven to 10 minutes. I, my, my doctor checked me out and was like, oh, you are four and a half centimeters and fully effaced and I can feel his foot. So it's baby day. So I went from thinking I had like a week and a half to plan and clean and all that good stuff to, oh, I'm having a baby today. Um, so it, so like they, she was, she was basically like, you're heading into L and D. I'll let them know you're on their way. I will meet you there. We're going to have this baby this afternoon that was like 2 p.m my appointment was at one by two we were out of there by 4 23 cole was out so we get back there and my nurse is like here's your gown strip girlfriend and then starts like you know rattling off questions while i'm getting dressed and like while she's getting an iv in and all this stuff and the you know the the anesthesiologist has to come in and it's like asking me all, all the same questions pretty much and then running back out. And then somebody else is coming in saying, hey, I'm also the anesthesiologist on staff. I might also be taking care of you. Do you have any questions? And it was like, it was a lot happening at once. 
And they were all very efficient, but you could tell it was like they knew because I was in labor, they didn't want my water to break. So they were like, okay, time to get this baby out. So like it was go time and they were moving so quick. It was a lot happening all at once and I was not prepared <laughs> at all. Like I was, and also very much not. Andy was panicking, <laughs> poor thing. Um, yeah, no, and it went smoothly. It was the, the most perfect C-section in the whole wide world. I'm convinced, like so much fun if I can say that about major abdominal surgery. I did get nauseous, which I did not realize could happen. Like when they're stitching you back up, once they get to about the stomach, um, which I, I'm sorry, TMI, whatever, you can get kind of nauseous from like all like the pulling and like Oh, yanking. you know what? Yeah. I got, I now that, so I didn't know why I thought it was blood loss, but I got nauseous nope. around that point too, now that I'm thinking about it. It's because they're shifting, like, not, like, you know, pulling out your organs, but, like, they're shifting everything around, trying to sit you up. It was just, it was kind, it was a really wild experience. So, mm-hmm. the next time I do it, I, I'm interested to see if I, A, make it to my scheduled surgery taint, and B, if it's any calmer. Because I imagine if you're not in labor, it's chill, right? Like. So chill. Like, literally, it's, it was. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it was a cakewalk. Like, for me, right. in my experience, like, it was, I mean, not, I don't want to say easy. Like, because nothing about it is easy. But it was significantly more pleasant than I was anticipating it being. Like, I would use the word pleasant. Yeah. That's the word yes. I would use. It was a very pleasant experience. It was. It, I mean, it's joyful. There, There's no... It should be joyful. I'm sure in, in a lot of instances, it's not. But like, in most instances, you're bringing a child into the world. That's super exciting. Um, I've got a question. Anyway. Before you mm. found out Cole was breached, did you like have your heart set one way or the other on like what kind of delivery you wanted? I knew to hold my birth plan very loosely. But did I still have one? Yes. Um, <laughs> of course I did. I was gonna like wait as long as I could for an epidural I was gonna ask them to give me the lowest dose possible I wanted like as unmedicated a very unmedicated medicated birth I guess um yeah I I had I had a plan I wasn't married to it but like I remember when my doctor was like hey he's not flipping he looks fantastic but he's not flipping we can do either an ECV or um, we can schedule your C-section. And I remember being like, let's just schedule the C-section and being like super disappointed for like two days. Cause I was like, well, I kind of wanted to try. I'd gotten all excited and like was planning out my birth playlist and all this stuff. And then that was kind of like, nope, we got to do surgery. And I was like, well, okay. (laughs) I forget. Did you... You'd planned a C-section from the beginning, right? Or no? Uh, no. Um, it seems like that because we found out Finley was breech at like our 24-week appointment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew like from almost halfway through that she was breech. So it was like definitely something that was on the table. Um, I truly didn't care one way or the other. Like I literally told my doctor, I want to do whatever is going to be safest for me and for her. Yeah, Like, whatever we need to do to make sure that her and I are both okay at the end of it, that's what we're going to do. I, yeah. I don't care what that looks like. 
I would love for not it to not turn into an emergency situation just because I know me yes. as a person, they would have had to sedate me. Like there's no way I would have made oh, it yeah. through an emergency situation like that because I, 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 I am not good in those situations. Like I am, it's just not ideal. Um, and then we found out she was breach and because of that, we went, um, uh, like every four weeks or so just to get scans to see if she had flipped and, uh, spoiler alert. Um, she did not. So we <laughs> honestly, like, uh, the doctor came in with like a calendar and she was like, okay, pick her birthday. And I was like, wait, seriously? Like, this is really how I it works? loved that. No, I loved it. That was like the best part for me. It was cool for me because Finley's birthday is July 23rd and mine was the, t- mine's the 25th. So just being able to like pick it so that her and I are that close as far as birthdays go um, was cool for us. And yeah, I mean, we, here's the thing, like I've said it more than once, like I'm not a person that's good with too much information. You know what I mean? Like I need, like, give me the footnotes because if it's too much, I'm going to start spiraling and I'm going to, you know, start over-researching and then I'm going to psych myself out and I'm going to second-guess myself. Give me, like, the stuff at face value, you know? But yeah. when it came to this, like, I, I had a, a few, like, I knew generally what this procedure entailed, you know what I mean? Like, I knew yeah. that it's a, a major surgery. I knew that some organs are going to get shifted. I knew that, you know, it's, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a thing. I, I asked my doctor and this was prior to us even, you know, getting anywhere near my, my delivery date. Give me a step-by-step play. Like, I don't need to know exactly what's happening, but give me like, what is this day going to look like for me? Because then if this is what's going to end up happening, I can start preparing now. Yes. And honestly, and I think being able to, like, not only mentally prepare, but, like, physically prepare. Like, set my house up for the fact that I'm not going to be able to go up my stairs for however, you know, however many weeks. It was, honestly, if I if I were doing it again, I would have no problem having another C-section. No, not at all. I did go up the stairs, though, like, the first day. It's fine. Um, you know what? I may have two only because our showers, like our, our full baths are upstairs and I like desperately wanted to shower like in our own space. So that yeah. I think I did too. But Scott was like a, a Nazi. He would, he was a stickler about my medication and about those stairs. The recovery portion of it was so much less, at least for me, was so much less scary than I thought it was going to be. I would a hundred percent do it again. I will yeah, do same it here. It, and honestly, the only thing that was different is I did sleep downstairs, like on our love seat, those, um, the seats are recliners. So Ooh. I like, we had Finley's bassinet. I mean, we have a lot of stairs though. You do. This is true. You have a lot of stairs. And they are on the narrower side. So, um, so we did sleep downstairs. I don't know, maybe the first month, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that could, that sounds like a like a lot longer. Or honestly, it it feels like a lifetime ago. To be to be honest, is I feel like crazy? I'm not remembering this correctly. But because you're probably not, because like your brain forgets some stuff <clears throat> on purpose. New parenthood is wackadoo. Oh, so like yeah, like it's very fuzzy. 
the, that whole like first month postpartum is just kind of like a blur. Um, let me ask you this. Did people try to scare you out of a C-section? Yes. Um, when people found out that I had a scheduled C-section they in, and then they found out it was because Finley was breached, I had more people trying to convince me to uh, like get her to move than I did to try to talk me out of a C-section. Oh my God. Every, every single person that I talked to had some sort of tip or trick or move or a chiropractor, you know, somebody yeah. who could help me get her to flip as if, and here's my stance on it. Like I had a great pregnancy. It was fucking flawless minimal like symptoms like I you know I stayed active I truly like enjoyed being pregnant and if that was due to the fact that she was comfortable where she was at who the fuck am I to do anything to change that it's nuts to me that that's the reaction to oh my kid is like the incorrect way to have a vaginal birth I'm gonna have a c-section instead and the automatic response is well you should try and turn them. Should I? Pretty right, sure they would. What? If they and did. I, in retrospect, I mean, I'm glad I had the, like, the mentality that I did because what ended up happening is Finley's cord was wrapped around her neck. That's why she was breached. Oh, and that's why she was, like, in that position for a majority of the pregnancy because she couldn't move. Like, she couldn't do anything else. So, you know, oh, man. God, like, what would have happened if I would have tried all of these things? You know what I mean? Like, people make you feel, even in 2020, I mean, Finley, I had her in, fuck, 2020? 2020, yeah. <laughs> like, we're in 2020, and people are still trying to, like, make C-sections out to be, like, the inferior delivery Oh my god. Like delivery, you're delivering a human regardless of which way it comes out of your body. Like you are birthing a whole ass human. What the fuck does it matter to you or to Karen down the street how this person is coming out of my body? Like truly, are you paying these medical bills? <laughs> no. Like what does it matter? Oh, Snaps. it drives me Snaps up for Megan. the wall. The amount of mom trying to convince other women to not have a C-section or to change doctors because they're like painting OBGYNs to be the devil and then painting cesareans to be like the inferior way to give birth. I was just like, it shook me because I was like, again, why does it matter? Why do you care? Are you paying the bills? You're not. Wouldn't you feel awful if you tried, if you convinced someone to not go have a hospital birth, to not have the C-section that was scheduled, instead try something different or refuse a C-section and then that their baby is injured or they are injured or worse. Like how terrible would you feel if that got back to you, you know? And the thing I keep seeing now is like, oh, you need to ask your OB like what their C-section rate is as if that's an indicator of whether or not you are going to have one, you know? Um. <sighs> Well, it's I don't know if like people look at it as if like if Finley wasn't breach my doctor was not going to ask me hey do you exactly. want to try this naturally or do you want to do a, a c-section like no <coughs> like I, I don't I don't know of any doctor that does that 
No. I think... And the ones who do probably are not good doctors. But, like, right. I remember my doctor saying, we can induce you if you want at 39 weeks. But you're not going to have a C-section unless you really, really need one. I would like, like, you, we're, we're going to try the, the old-fashioned way. And then if you and baby need it, we will do a cesarean. But we're not going to, like, we will let your body go as long as it wants to, for the most part. Like, if you don't want a bunch of interventions, we're not going to do a bunch of interventions. Like, that, it, I've never come across a doctor that's been like, oh, I have, I have water polo at uh, 3 p.m. on your due date. We're going to have to speed this along. I would have told a doctor to, like, quite literally, like, get fucked. Right. But, like, I get it. I know that there are some doctors out there that, like, are, are like, see you as the bottom line. That, I'm not, I'm not disputing that fact. That's in any industry, you know what I mean? Like, I think it happens less than we think it does. That I, doctors are, like, trying to schedule people's births around. Their, their, like, their, their schedules, yeah. Their uh, equestrian lessons, I don't know. <laughs> but overall like 10 out of 10 would do a c-section again agreed yeah i'm i've no complaints i mean at that point i was just like happy to be there you know what i mean (laughs) thank you so much for cutting into my abdomen yeah thanks thanks you know what i was surprised though I'm yes. surprised by the, the process for the epidural. Yeah, that was the only part of that whole process that kind of took me by surprise. And I guess it was only because I was not aware that Scott couldn't come into the operating room with me as it's happening, which is weird to me. Like, they give him the option to watch, like, to let him watch the entire surgery, but you're not going to let him in the room while I get a needle in my back? Like, the fuck? But I'm told it's a liability thing. No, but I was surprised at like this was like a two-man job like you know you have the anesthesiologist who's like giving you the good stuff and then I had the sweetest man his name was Michael he like you know he like held me like in the front because you know you have to like lean over like hunch over the the table so he was kind of like holding me in the front and he was like okay like you this is you can't move now like and he kind of like bear hugged me yeah. And I still, I still like talk about this man. Like I've, I've known him for years, him and my anesthesiologist, Dr. Gary, like truly made that the most like calming and Zen experience of, I'm going to go ahead and say of my life. That's lovely. I'm so yeah. glad you got that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The sense awesome. like I was also not prepared for it to um like take effect so quickly right it was god it was like by the time that they like carried me like a little baby and put me back onto the table to lay me down I they carried you that's nice well yeah like to move me from I was not carried oh really no I was I was told to scoot and I was 38 and a half weeks pregnant oh no no there was no scooting he like literally picked me up like a child and like laid me on the table but yeah, by the time I was laying on the table, like completely numb, couldn't, couldn't fucking yeah. feel anything. I remember my doctor, like they, they do that like pinch test on you before they start cutting just to make sure you can't feel anything. 
um, my doctor was like, can you feel anything? And I was like, no. And she was like, girlfriend, I've got like the biggest surgical clamp on your thigh right now. And I was like, awesome. Did you, um, did you have a reaction to the epidural afterwards? Like as it was wearing off, did you have a, a physical reaction? No. And I was ready for it. I wasn't shaky. I just got nauseous that one time. I have the shakes so badly. I couldn't oh even hold Finley. That was my biggest fear. Like I, I purposely like let Andy hold Cole first or told them to give him to Andy because I'm lying on the table. They're like, do you want to do skin to skin? And I'm like, I can't hold him. Well, no. Like I was so afraid of like not having the strength or like having like not enough control over my arms to like hold him. How long did it last? Um, about an hour. Um, and then, and then it like kind of tapered off right as we were leaving, um, like the recovery room to like Mm -hmm. go to like our actual room. But yeah, it was like borderline violent. Like it was like a uncontrollable shiver. That's what it was like. What do they do for it? Anything? Yeah. They just Ah. like kept me warm and just fucking let me shake it like a Polaroid picture. Oh yeah. 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 No, nope, but other you. other than that, and I wouldn't even say that that's like it wasn't unpleasant. It was just kind of inconvenient given <laughs> the circumstance. I have this infant that needs to eat. Oopsie. Yeah. I remember the one thing I was scared about was my my mom when she had me. Her epidural. They'd given her so much of it. I think they, they must have dosed her again before she was rolled into the OR with me. But she like she felt like she couldn't breathe. It felt like there was an elephant sitting on her chest. And so I was terrified that I was going to get in the OR and be like, guys, I can't breathe. But no, it stayed below the belt where it should. Mm-hmm. I did not feel a thing, which is wild to look at your legs and be like, I can't move these. Yeah, that that was wild, like, actually. <laughs> I was telling my legs to move and they would not. It was so wild to me. And then like they put those little like those big old boots on you to like help your circulation, circulation. Ooh. Did they give you those? Oh yeah. They were like it- tightening and like loosening. It was like a, 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 a cuff, like a blood pressure cuff. But that was like, I was like, what the fuck are these? I was like, the most unglamorous part was the catheter. I mean, that was like a non-issue. You know what it I mean? It was a non-issue, like, but like, it was just weird. And then I remember my nurse going, oh, wow, you really peed. And I was like, I did. And she was like, yeah, it was very funny. But yeah, I was scared of the catheter and I was scared of like not being able to breathe. And both things were not a big deal at all. Good times. All that to say, good times. All that to say, if you have a C-section, meh, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it is. It's totally it, it, fine. It is definitely not at all like the horror story. I, I, you know, sometimes people, you know, might make it out to be. It was a truly yeah. pleasant experience. To sew that up. <laughs> what you're not hearing is the 30 second conversation prior to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where we where we decided to say sew it up. Anyway, um, let's put the B in bad words. What are you so, being about? You know how people like to make comments about your children in public? Lauren, it's um, going to make me want to fight people. It, uh, I don't know. It might ma- Hopefully it just makes you laugh because it's funny. It's not like a serious bitching bitching, though. I mean, so Cole has red hair. If you've not seen a picture of him, it is delightful. It was the biggest surprise of my life. Yes, it is on both sides of the family. It is present. My husband and I just are both brunettes. And it's a little bit shocking to see him with us. So because... 
my son has very different colored hair than I do. And redheads are like, like 15% of the population. They, they are rare. I get a lot of comments when we're out and about, usually from moms, usually to the effect of, oh, his hair is so beautiful. Oh, that is just lovely. Or, oh, I had that exact same shade of red when I was his age. On occasion, recently, it started happening again. But when he was quite young, this would happen even more frequently. People will, will go, oh, how did that happen? Or my favorite has been, oh, is the milkman a redhead? I recently came across because like some troll online was like, oh, your son's a redhead. You must have cheated on his dad. And I was like, what? What? This idea that like if a child is a ginger, they're either like the product of adultery. It's like this very like people feel free to say like very odd things to me about my child because his hair color does not match mine. The most popular question is, oh, is his dad a redhead? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, it's just uh, people say so. I, uh, this is a PSA. Please, if you're going to comment on the color of somebody's child, of color of somebody's hair, child or otherwise, just say that color of hair is gorgeous or something. Like, just compliment them on how pretty it looks, not on, oh, how did that happen? Like, bruh, genetics. Like- Honestly, like, fucking pick up a science book, Karen. Like, (sighs) it's impossible for, you know, to fucking put the P and the V to get a ginger baby. I cannot. I'm, I'm. (laughs) Are you raging? (laughs) I'm raging right now. What the the, fuck is wrong with people? We had two people in Trader Joe's the other day. It was a man and a woman who did not have children with them. I don't know if they are in any way related or if they're dating or what. And they were, and this guy was like how did that happen and I was like my husband's aunts have red hair my I have a cousin how do you think it happens it's a genetic anomaly like it's a less than one percent chance that my kid would have red hair and blue eyes and I am a brunette and so is my husband like just tell me you're cute this is why you're a better person than I am because you like Regardless if it's, like, begrudgingly, you're explaining the process to these people where I would have been, like, it, like, it was your brother who did it. Or it was the fucking mailman. Like, get out of my face, Karen. Like, I will I'm about there. Just tell me my baby's pretty. That's all you need to say to me. Don't quiz me on, like, how the fuck he got red hair. Sir, I don't even know how he got red hair. Like, Jesus did it, I guess. I would just oh, really prefer God. people not speak to me. A like, smile and a he's gorgeous will suffice. Thank you. I get constant comp like I mean usually it's compliments, but I get constant questions and I'm like, excuse me, you couldn't have done this prior to him being here when I could actually be rude to you and no one would care because I was pregnant. I didn't get to be rude to anybody while pregnant and I'm like really disappointed about it. I know. You know what? Next time I'm pregnant, I'll let you be rude with me. <gasps> will you really? Yes, I will call. I will FaceTime you in Target and oh. just let you walk around with me. That just made my whole day. Let me just take my phone out and dial up my best friend. Hey, oh, she's at work. You're gonna have to wait. Save it. <laughs> I'll come back around. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna do a loop. I'll be right back. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, what are you bitching about? Honestly, like I would just love for her sickness to leave my house. She she's still sick. Yeah, like we. It was literally the day after her follow up for her double ear infection that 
she like caught this cold that she's still like trying to shake. And minus the cough, like she seems totally normal. Like she's eating normally. Her mannerisms are like she's normal other than her fucking coughing her her lung up all night long. Poor kid. Yeah. Is it allergies? We've discussed this. She has allergies. She definitely has allergies, but this is not allergies. This is like, um, this is like a a cold. Cause I had it. I don't know if I had it first and got it, gave it to her or she had it and gave it to like, we, whatever it is, we both, her and I both have. Oh, you poor things. Yeah. Being sick with your kid is the worst. Honestly. Your kid being sick. Terrible. You being sick. Awful. You both being sick at the same time. The worst. Yeah, it's like, definitely not my favorite. I would, you know. Eighth level of hell type of stuff. Because it's hard to, like, keep the morale up. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. team morale you both is feel like really shit. low. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really low. Data log day 2001. Uh, it's, the morale it's, is low. <laughs> it feels like it. But I'm just, like, oh, really man. hoping now that the, lo- the weather here is going to, like level off you know we've had such earlier this week it was fucking snowing it was 70 degrees right? today so it's like this up and down is not doing anyone any favors and it's definitely not helping in any way so I'm really just hoping for in the next few days and I mean she sees the doctor again on Monday for like her 21 month well visit how is she 21 months how is she almost two like I mm, huh. <laughs> I don't like this one bit how dare he grow I, up? I know. I'm, like, not even, um, like, mentally capable to even start processing that yet. Like, I'm not there yet. I had more, I, I will say, I had way more trouble coming to terms with the fact that Cole was going to be two than I did with his first birthday. Like, his first birthday, I was like, yay, he's one, finally, woo. Second birthday, I was like, absolutely not. Can we go back? I demand a refund. I sobbed the night before her first birthday after I put her down. I lost my mind and it honestly for really no reason like what am I crying about I I don't know it was it was wild I was not expecting it like it caught me by complete surprise it's a lot like the first year is a lot yeah it it is a lot I got nothing left do you no I'm 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 comfortable with where we're at (laughs) I'm comfortable here let me just lay here and mm, ruminate um thank you all once again for joining us as we blabbed and drank. Um, We will see you again next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Good Moms, Bad Words. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice and also follow us on Instagram at underscore goodmoms underscore bad words so you never miss an episode.